Welcome to the Fem Powered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being consistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Fem Powered Podcast. Very, very excited today. We have our first guest, very, very special guest, and you'll find out why very shortly. We've got Vienda Maria on today, um, and she's going to tell us a lot more about herself very shortly. She describes herself as a woman's personal development educator and a psychology informed mentor and writer. And she is a lot more than that um there is she's so rich in the work she offers and so multi-dimensional but we will go into all that in a lot more detail very shortly but first of all i would love to hand over to nat where we're gonna go into our cycle day check-ins hello i'm really excited to have you here Fionda. i'm so excited to be here thank you both of you oh and so to welcome you into our little womb room Mm-hmm. We would love to find out how you're doing today, where you're at in your cycle, how your experience of your cycle day is today. I'm on day 16, and uh, which means, well, I ovulated yesterday. And this is something that I was really excited about yesterday. I've realized that I've been ovulating precisely every new moon and bleeding precisely every full moon. Like as soon as the full moon starts, that's when I bleed. And it's just... I'm really enjoying this. It's very rare that my cycle syncs up to the moon in this way, but it's been like this for five months and I'm like, this is fun. I like it. (laughs) Um, And I feel good. Actually, yesterday I felt amazing. And then this morning I woke up tired and so grumpy. No reason. Can't even think. I did like try and project my grumpiness onto some reasons, but those they were untrue. That was my brain just trying to make sense of what was happening. So I was like, that's it, young lady, you are going to the sea to swim this off. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, what was I grumpy about again? I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> but I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Now I'm excellent. Back earlier today I was questionable. <laughs> I love that because I know that one of the really big things that you kind of infuse into your work is moon energy and so like I'm not surprised at all I'm like well of course (laughs) if anyone's (laughs) going to be like totally lined up with the moon it's probably going to be you so yeah welcome on your cycle day 16. Um, Ju where are you at? I am actually just two days behind so day 14. Um, I have a slightly short cycle so I have already ovulated I probably ovulated two days ago yeah it's been quite a nice smooth ovulation Nat and I we have been chatting a lot about the shadows of ovulation recently as well and mm-hmm. I love what you said Yenda about this grumpiness you know like mm-hmm. sometimes it's we, we think it's all like skipping in meadows and being struck by inspiration and all of this and mm-hmm. actually I'm quite wary of ovulation these days and I'm a bit like right what's going to happen but you know you're not going to catch me off guard this time um (laughs) and this time when I've been actually quite prepared it's been quite a smooth one Um, but Mm. I did have a really really full-on bleed this month it was that Mm. shadowy eclipsy energy which was very strong so I think the fact that I wasn't feeling like that is Mm -hmm. it it makes this feel amazing um (laughs) you know the contrast (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, no, feeling quite kind of grounded, quite smooth in energy, pleasantly surprised. But I do now approach ovulation with a little bit of like, okay, it's a bit of hesitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is that kind of like, okay, so what's going to happen now? What, what's you know, you're not going to surprise me. I'm determined not to be surprised by you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this time it's it's actually been quite nice, nice and smooth. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I'm enjoying that yeah but uh, there's still a few more days so you never know it might catch you a, a day or two later mm, so, yeah. yeah I love this this is the reason why we wanted to well I mean we cycle check in with each other all the time and it's kind of normal in our circles but we wanted to do this just to show like how varied it can be mm-hmm. from person to person I'm mm-hmm. on day 25 today I'm due to bleed Thursday and I'm feeling tired and a bit depleted and you know it's like my eyes haven't quite opened today and I'm really feeling that sense of separation which is wild because normally I don't get that until I'm I'm bleeding so I've mm. yeah I kind of feel myself stepping back from the world I'm taking a break from social media for the next month like I really feel like I'm slowly packing up my bags <laughs> to go move into my moon cave which feels really nice so yeah really um nice that we're kind of like opposite ends almost mm-hmm. of the spectrum mm-hmm. cool. oh well thank you for that so I'm wondering where we want to start we've got so many things that we were like trying to think gosh how can we how are we going to squeeze all of this into like an hour <laughs> there's so many different avenues that this conversation could go down um but we have to start with her way Mm. because that is how Julietta and I met which we've mentioned before um and so having you on here is just like it's so fitting that it's kind of you know this I love that so much so I have a question so obviously her way is my four week it's actually five week but I call it four week women's business training which I've run twice now and it's been really popular and so in that program of course it's like always these beautiful groups of women often very very resonant women who come together so you were in the original group the first one that ran how did you meet like what happened well Julietta stalked me a bit (laughs) (laughs) it was like online dating romance (laughs) (laughs) we were quite rebellious because we were both um you know at the time I was just finishing cycle coach school with your business partner Claire Baker Mm -hmm. and I know that and I was doing a hundred other courses and I remember like you know I Julietta reminded me of this that you know I was kind of like I don't have time for a proper listening partnership and she was like me neither (laughs) It just kind of did our own and we've been Perfect. at it like for what it's over a year now so. <laughs> you're like I don't have time for a listening partnership we're only going to do it for a year or two yeah <laughs> it's become like the, the ultimate listening partnership because we literally send each other at least 20 minutes of voice notes a day like at minimum least. minimum um, but you know we were very we were a bit rebellious I had previously already um sort of found Nat online through Claire and mm-hmm. I loved Nat's work so I was already secretly stalking her so when I saw she was in highway and you were like oh find listening partnerships I was like oh I can approach her now and that was yeah. I don't have time for listening partnerships so I was like well me neither but let's chat anyway and that's just how it kind of just, I love it so just, much oh yeah. my god that's amazing but, and I love that within like a little a group of like rebellious business women we were trying to be the rebels within that as well which was quite yeah. funny <laughs> I mean I it's fitting really yeah <laughs> we did it our way, our way. yeah we did. exactly <laughs> and yeah I would I mean it's been such a, a like it's something that's grown so you've done it now twice and I know you're running it again this year and mm-hmm. I would love to just get your take on actually what her way is because I remember like there was actually a few of the people from um the cycle coach group who then came into her way and mm-hmm. you know and I was speaking about it with some other people and trying to explain like what her way is and I was like mm-hmm. well you know it's kind of like a way to run your business in your own kind of way and like feminine kind of way and I was like it's really hard to like for me it was really hard to explain like what the kind of what the essence really is and I would love to know in your words what that is and especially if that's the same if there's things that have now changed as you get ready to bring in this new um these new people this year 
um it's i mean what changes it the content the teachings remain the same but what changes is the group i notice that the energy of the group is different each time and that's what feels different and so like because of the way that i teach which is very interactive that's that kind of impacts how each training goes but the teachings and lessons are all the same but the best way I can explain her way is actually through a story of how her way came to be so uh, at the very beginning of last year I had a friend of mine who's been working in corporate marketing for years and years and years approach me and she's like I love the way you run your business how do you do it and I was like I don't know (laughs) I was like I don't know I mean I just do it and then stuff happens and then I have a business (laughs) um and she was like no but I want to understand like I come from this corporate background and nothing you do makes any sense but it obviously works and I kind of want to do it too but I don't know how and I was like I need you to ask like write down a list of specific questions that you have so that I can teach it because I don't know how to I don't know what you don't know because everything I'm doing is so integral and natural and and a part of me that I like it's like asking someone how to teach you how to breathe it's like well you you sort of like the air goes in and out what what more do you want (laughs) (laughs) um and so she gave me this set of questions and I was like oh this is really interesting and I structured them into a four-week training Mm -hmm. and so that's essentially what it is so it's a women's business training specifically for women who who maybe are very very attached to or even addicted to the patriarchal structure of how we run businesses and offering them a completely different perspective because what I teach is not necessarily like dogma like this is what you do but rather this is the approach and you get to choose you're an adventure Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's that's the best way I can explain it really Mm. yeah and I love what you said about the the addiction or this very deep um, connection with patriarchal structures because even I think for us when you join something like her way you're almost like "Mm, where is the structure Ooh, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable with this especially when you know you've been a high achiever all your life or you've been a good girl at school you're like where are all the workbooks and where is the modules and where is the you know and it's so interesting to have this very strange conversation going on inside of you Mm. and actually I think Nat and I have talked about this before that it took a long time way more than those four weeks for some of those things to settle like way way longer you know and it's it's a very interesting kind of development on how you feel it's it's not even mm-hmm. the thought process almost mm-hmm. like the feeling it's process. embodiment practice absolutely that's something that's feedback that I've heard that for a lot of people some other stuff didn't land until six months later when they were like oh I don't actually need that level of structure. Like I'm not saying structure isn't good. I do. Like I have plans and I have systems and all of that in place, but the approach is not structural at all because that's not how nature works for me. And so I, I really look to nature in the way that I live my life and run my business. And what I notice is the reason why we have this addiction and attachment to this very systemized systematic structure is because it offers us it provides us with an illusion of safety and security but the problem is is an illusion Mm. yeah because it doesn't make any difference Mm. gosh that's some real talk right there yeah 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 like if you start at work at 9 a.m or 3 p.m it doesn't matter if the work gets done yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 100 and I'm like putting my hand up I was that person where it landed six months later where I was like oh yeah okay now I now I can get it (laughs) Mm. it's 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 a massive like thing of deconditioning isn't it Mm. and especially yeah you know when you're starting a business and you kind of learn that you need to do x y and z and Mm -hmm. you don't have a structure so we Mm -hmm. carry the structure from the corporate world or whatever world yeah exactly and and of course when you're a solopreneur and you're doing everything yourself in the beginning it's like 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's challenging because when you start, it's really scary. And so you're looking, you're like grappling for external validation or external systems and structures to make you feel safe. But at the same time, what happens is the reason you started a business was because you wanted to get away from those structures and systems. Yeah. So if you're bringing them back in, you're like, well, if I'm perpetuating the same thing that I was trying to avoid, what am I doing? Mm. And I suppose what I really want to um, speak to is the sense of safety. Mm. So where do you get your sense of safety from? How do you sort of, you know, feel safe mm-hmm. in, in a living in a way that is not structured like other people would sort mm. of perceive as structured? It's such a good question because it's something I think about a lot myself (laughs) and full transparency. I do have my human moments where I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) Um, But the, the best way that I can understand it for myself is I came from a childhood background that wasn't very safe. Mm. So external safety and security didn't really exist for me it was something I had to learn to cultivate within Mm. and the way that I learned to cultivate it was by becoming incredibly anchored in my belief and in my connection to the mystery and the magic and the beauty of life itself Mm. and knowing and acknowledging that that is an ever moving ever changing thing and if I can anchor myself to something that is moving and move with it like a tide or like a river then I feel safe Mm. I actually feel incredibly unsafe when things aren't moving when there's stagnancy when there when I feel stuck when I'm like stuck in a paradigm or in a structure or in a system that tells me I have to stay in this one place because to me then that's against nature Mm. so it's like essentially childhood trauma evolving and healing and turning into a spiritual practice that's actually really supported and helped me Mm. so because I love the fact that you've got like the science behind all this um that you're not just kind of like um not that there's anything wrong with being self-taught at all. Like I'm self-taught in a lot of things, but you, you've you studied this. The human mind like is your mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So do you feel that that's, you know, when you would be working with someone who, um, because yeah, you are also a mentor and, and I've worked with you before and you're amazing. And, you know, so do you feel like when you work with someone who had a different kind of childhood who for whom, you know, the very kind of stereotypical Mm -hmm. thing of, you know, two parents at Mm -hmm. home in a Mm non-threatening, non-violent, very quote-unquote safe childhood experience. Do you think that it's the kind of opposite way around for them then? Is that something that you've seen um, in people? Because it kind of sounds like the fact that you came from this very unsafe background really gave you this kind of like deep sense of trust in yourself mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what about the people who just never had to question that and then step out into the big wide world it's a really good question so let's say someone comes to me and they come from a really healthy childhood background they've got two parents you know the example you just gave if they are intrinsically secure in themselves they've already developed the skills that I had to develop mm-hmm. but most people don't have that even if they did have a from the outside, a nice family where it felt safe and la la la, because most of us at some level in some way have some kind of trauma that's destabilized us that we need to grow through. So it's so individual because maybe their parents are fine, but something else happened or like, you know, there's a myriad of things. Everyone has trauma on some level, bigger, more intense or or less so. Um, and I think everyone's journey is actually to come home to themselves and find that sense of peace and presence and, and inner anger, that that inner safety. Mm-hmm. We all have that journey, no matter what our, our pathway looks like. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I think I really resonate with that because actually I'm one of those people who had the very, very safe childhood, the, you know, 
two parents loving everything but funnily enough I you know as I get I used to have this story that was very resistant to anything around self-development because I'd be like well I don't need that because I had a great childhood and then as I got older I'm good. I was just like yeah I was like okay there are clearly some things that need to be worked through and mm. a lot of it was actually I, I was just so afraid of making mistakes because mm. it was one of these perfectionist mm-hmm. um childhood right and yeah. always being praised for being like such a good student a pupil and mm. there was a lot of love there it was never done from a of place, course never yeah. but now I look at it and you know actually every day one of my biggest pieces of work is how not to be perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you know? that and deliberately yeah. not being perfect actually doing things and leaving them half done sometimes and going fuck it that post yeah. is going out like that I'm not going to change it because that's yeah. a really important part of my work so yeah that's yeah. such a beautiful recognition and it's so so mm-hmm. common actually and it makes sense because basically at some subconscious level, you were like, I get my needs of love fulfilled by being perfect. So by not being perfect, that's extremely dangerous mm. to your survival on a, on a subconscious level. Yeah. So that's a huge unraveling. Yeah, no, it's taken a while. I have to say, you know, I yeah. was, I was, and I was fine for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. But it also means that we have like, when we're fine, quote unquote, it means we have a lot of armor. There's a lot of de-armoring that has to happen to become like human and vulnerable and real. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great way of saying how I is not just your ordinary business training. <laughs> No, back <laughs> to like go deep into life and everything and not just business basically mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. well I love this quote I've heard years ago I have no idea who said it but it's something like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything oh, so yeah. you know like whether it's business that's the, your focus mm-hmm. what it actually shows you is who you are in other in every area of your life yeah oh I've heard that one too and it, it it really went oh when I heard mm. that one like oh mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah it all shows up in the same place everywhere doesn't it yeah mm. and I think another thing we wanted to touch on um was you know we we kind of follow what you do online and your your emails which by the way anybody who does not um sign read Vienda's newsletters you need to sign up because they're so beautifully written and they're always just like your way with words is just in, just incredible and just really touches the soul and um yeah it's always a beautiful time to like drink a cup of coffee and read what you're saying because you're so mindful in your words and all of that and I think we both wanted to ask you a little bit about the process you're going through now you seem Mm. to be going through a bit of an unraveling Mm. there's stuff happening and I, I think we're both quite curious as to what is going on because it's like oh what's what's happening because you're always so true to yourself that it's it's, you know we just wanted to maybe yeah explore that a bit with you if you're happy to share with us I'm so happy to share it with you because I find it fascinating myself also I don't have answers I don't exactly know what's happening right now Mm. but I can tell you that it is um it feels like a big transition of some sort so I mean it's the last few like oh my god I mean for all of us the last few years have been intense in their own special ways so I would say at the end of 2019 and like all through 2020 I was really moving through this maiden to mother phase in myself so for the first time I was like oh I'm a woman like I actually felt that I felt like a girl for so so long And so there was that transition that happened. And then after that, felt like, I mean, like, not that it's perfectly complete. I definitely have my made moments where where I'm like, oh, well, that was immature. (laughs) 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 Um, And I think that's an ongoing thing until like, I don't know, until you hit Crone where you're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to be like between mother and Crone for a while. Um, so that happened and then once that felt like in in a more of a complete or safe space it was like the universe was like okay no more rose-colored glasses Mm. you're going to have to see the truth of everything for the first time properly and um, it was really painful because it was 
like literally like this positive optimistic beautiful lens that I normally see the world through was just taken away from me and I suddenly saw it as this very stark um contrasting place I couldn't it's so hard to explain because it's a visceral experience and I'm still processing it and so suddenly I was like oh like this is how humans are like I can't just always see the best in everyone like we have we all all of us you know myself included we really have this stark light and shadow aspects and not just humans but the world and the way the world interacts and the things we do and and while I do believe absolutely on every level that human beings and the world are good you know everyone comes from everyone's doing their best there's some really shitty things Mm. all around us and within us and it was just like that veil had been taken away and I was seeing things from a completely different perspective and it was so so painful for me it was so painful I went into some kind of strange depression where I didn't know how to interact with the world and I almost wanted to just shut it out I was like I don't I don't want to be a part of this like screw you screw all of you Mm. (laughs) basically um and I just had to sit with that for a while and at the same time I was having like really weird health issues which is really uh, damaging for my ego because my ego is like I'm the healthiest person I know so (laughs) (laughs) um and I think for me the health issues were part of my body being like you just need to sit with this and so what, what I ended up experiencing was having just to sit through Firstly, a lot of old trauma that I thought I'd already worked through to, and revisit it that came, that was just part of my life and, and to see how much I had spiritually bypassed and to really face it, that was really painful. And then just to see everyone for who they really are in their good and in their dark and, and start making new decisions around how I interact and relate to the world from this new perspective I have to say I think and like fingers crossed that phase is over because that was awful truly horrible and I am entering a new space where I really feel like okay what is it that I want what is it that I truly believe in how do I want to live what's the lifestyle I'm wanting to create for myself what's the truth behind things and and you know without you know there's no such thing as perfect but how where can I find harmony amongst the things that I value and the environment and the world that I'm a part of and it's very very I feel so so strongly drawn to spend a lot more time in nature and in community and with people and and the rawness and the messiness of that which I noticed I'd been resisting and avoiding for quite some time Mm. because it is messy. And I was like, I just just don't want to deal with it. And I think part of my, like it's been a lot of maturing that's been happening for me. And so I'm in this place right now where I'm like, okay, it's time to start making some new decisions, but I can't just be like, this is how it looks like. It's more like I need to test out various options And by testing them out, I know what's going to land and what's not going to work for me. And that's kind of the process I'm in right now. This like explorative phase where I know what my values are. I know what's important to me. And I'm willing to try things I've never tried before, do things I've never done before to learn what it is that I'm moving into next. Mm. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like you're just being initiated in such a big way Mm. to this new terrain of whatever Mm -hmm. it'll be. And it's interesting, actually, for me, I've just been like just this, this last bit, especially um, that you've been speaking to, because in the beginning, you said it kind of felt like you've gone from maiden to mother. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least for me, hearing how you've just described this end part, you know, archetypally, if you're looking at the cycle archetypes, this to me sounds like such maiden energy of, mm. you know, I've had the download from, from the wise woman, the crone, the inner winter of like, this is what my life should 
be looking around and now I'm in this place where I can go out and and experiment and it might not work but it's kind Mm -hmm. of like laying the seeds for Mm. this life that you want to have so it was really Mm -hmm. interesting for me that you you felt that you were having this I mean and of course it's we have like cycles from cycle to cycle and then cycles Mm -hmm. of life so Mm -hmm. you know you may well Mm -hmm. be in the mother phase of your life um Mm -hmm. but archetypally cyclically it sounds so much to me like you're in that kind of in a maiden exploration yeah. it was really yeah. interesting yeah something I'm really into astrology it's something that I've loved for a long time and something else that I've discovered is that basically in April last year which is when my life started to feel like a complete shit show I entered into what is called Neptune Square so that's when your natal Neptune is at 90 degrees of where Neptune is right now and it's classically called the midlife crisis it's when you want to burn everything to the ground and then drive off in the sunset in your red sports car which sounds amazing (laughs) I'm like yes please to that but but also um, I'm grateful for everything I've created to this point so it's more like okay how can I take what I've created to this point not burn it down and run away but like allow it to transform into something new Oh, and I suppose yeah the question I have for you is around you know with all this going on all this deep personal development these deep transitions you're also running a business mm-hmm. so I was just wanting, wondering this <laughs> how do you move through that you know what because I can see that sometimes me personally like even when I have a really intense bleed I have a bit of a oh god business I haven't done anything you know there's all this kind of like internal clashes and thoughts and things so just curious to know how you're holding all these parts of yourself your physical parts your business everything whilst you move through these deep kind of shifts and initiations mm-hmm. um my business for me is actually one of the things that I find the most grounding mm-hmm. like when my life feels like a wild donkey ride I'm like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do some work because that feels very soothing right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah because I've also traveled for most of the time that I've run my business it's always been my business that's been this really safe anchoring grounding place Mm -hmm. so in that way I have some really good foundations in place I have private client practice that's really um, consistent and I've been doing it for so long it feels really familiar and comfortable And then I run a long-term program called the mentor training, which also like, it's really consistent. The the teachings, like I don't have to do anything new. Mm. And then the rest of my business, which are the shorter courses and trainings that I create, like Highway, for example, are actually, and this is something that I absolutely love about my business, are an extension of the growth that I'm going through. So I actually get and allow my business to be, an extension and reflection of what I'm growing through. So when I grow through something and I've had this like, ah, now I get it. I teach it immediately Mm. because it's fresh with me. It's alive for me. And people can really receive that medicine in that moment. This is something I love about you. And because I've, I've kind of also, I guess, kind of been a little bit deconditioned from people and kind of thinking that, you know, if you've just moved through something, to go out and share that now feels a bit, feels a bit in, like disingenuous somehow because you've only just come through this thing. And I am that kind of person where I also get those kind of like, you know, breakthroughs or insights. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Like mm-hmm. this, I can go off and teach. And it's so mm-hmm. comforting to me to see you do that again and again and again because. Mm-hmm as you say, like, it's fresh for you. It's not this thing that you went through like a hundred years ago. And mm. I love that it's, um, you know, you've got your core of the business and then it's it's kind of like, you can be quite playful with like, mm-hmm. well, I've been through this and now here's a little offering for you and yeah. I'm going through this. And so here's a little offering for you. And it doesn't necessarily have to change like the model of what your business is. And I love that. I think yeah. that's, it's, it seems like such a sustainable way of doing things without feeling like you only have to focus on one thing all the time Mm. yeah it really works for me I'm not good at focusing on one thing all the time that drives me crazy and I'm so 
Um, I think you guys said it earlier, so multifaceted. If I can't express all of that, I, f- I feel caged in. Like, remember, I feel stressed when there's too much structure. That's like, that's mm. who I am. And I'm not saying, and this is why I also teach her way. I'm, I'm not saying this is the only way to do it. I'm just saying this is a way to do it. But what I really want to imprint into everyone is get to know yourself so well that you can do things in the way that lights you up and aligns most to who you are. Because for some people doing the same thing over and over for 10 years is the best thing ever. For me, I want to kill myself. So (laughs) I feel you. you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's such a powerful message to get across especially with all the noise that comes into our inboxes and our feeds every single day I remember reading I think recently you wrote a little an email on how you just muted everyone you realized just how and you put it in a really beautiful way because you were like it wasn't the big things but it was the nuances right of of all these little things like we underestimate how much we take in subconsciously from social media I personally think that Instagram stories is like the direct access to your subconscious so you have to be so careful what you see on there because I will literally sometimes see images flashing in my head of you know other successful women who I follow who I actually really love and who inspire me but there'll be one little thing and it'll be like this huge trigger of insecurity comparison thinking that's how I should do it and going back to your own voice and to how you work is so important because actually yeah. I'm somebody who could probably do the same thing for 10 years and absolutely love it you know what I mean <laughs> um but it's having that confidence to just really trust yourself I think is, is oh beautiful. my god I hope you listen to that and do it because we need those people yeah yeah I admire those people I'm just not those people and I and I you know honor that but I admire those people yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I am getting there. I really am. There's a lot of a deeper trust in exactly what I love doing, but it's, it's mm. lifetime work, right? We have to just carry on exploring and really yeah. finding, you know, I'm always trying to work out the perfect work day. <laughs> so for me, it's like, what is my perfect work day? And actually curious to know, I suspect yours would look differently every day, but really curious to know what your kind of perfect working day would be. I I love to share, but also then I want to hear what yours is because I'm (laughs) curious. I want to know what both of your perfect work days are like. Um, My So this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently as well. When I started my business, I started my business to support my lifestyle, not because I wanted a business. I was like, I want a job that pays me to be myself and travel the world and so then I started my business <laughs> oh, <that's really laughs> which was very and different place to start from <laughs> which is very it was very selfish but also honest um <laughs> and so my work was also always a side to the traveling I was doing and so something that I loved was that I would just be like I'm on a train, I'm on a plane, I'm in this thing, like I'm in, I'm in a rice field and there's nothing else. I need to like just get my work done. So my, doing my work was like just a portion of me living my life. And that is the best way for me to work. The last couple of years when we've all been kind of stuck in a more enclosed life experience um, were really, really hard for me because all of a sudden I was like, I don't have anything... I can or need to do apart from work and so work became central and in many ways that was a beautiful thing my business flourished my income flourished lots of wonderful things happened but my spirit didn't my Mm -hmm. soul really suffered from it and so my perfect work day is me fitting in work in between me living my life (laughs) Um, I love that I have to write that down (laughs) I'm not even joking. I've got my my planner and everything. (laughs) So like, I mean, ideally I have sort of, I know that I have certain spurts. So first thing in the morning when I first wake up, I have really like this sort of dreamy creative headspace. And I often write then I'm like, ah, I write. And like, I just put things down or, um, 
And I always have my clients and meetings in the afternoon because I like having my mornings to myself to either be creative or like just move my body or like whatever it is. I just, it's about nourishing myself first, then serving. That's kind of the basis. And mm -hmm. if I were to have a really strong structure, I really love working with the energy of the days of the week. So I usually work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays and Saturday mornings. But... I mean, it varies. Like I was sick for a few weeks and then I worked really hard on a Friday and, you know, got shit done and that's what happens. And I, I work better. I work best when I'm joyful and living a really full life and then pouring from that cup rather than being like, I need to work and then live my life as in the sight to that. My, mm. my life has to come first. Yeah. What about you guys? Can I just say, like, really big respect to you because that's such. Um, I need to think another way to say it. I was going to say ballsy. I'm going to say that's a very ovarian way of like, <laughs> you know, that it's because it's, and I guess it comes down to scarcity mindset and also the conditioning that if we're not working and, and if we're not working that feels like work that it's not going to be enough to support our lifestyle. So it's 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 really nice to hear you say that because I know that for me, I am someone who I can very often get into that. I need to work because if I'm not going to work, then, you know, how am I going to live? And it's, it's for me, it's so refreshing to like keep hearing things like that, that it's like, no, 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 other way around. So mm -hmm. yeah, just want to like, yeah, bloody big <laughs> pat on the back for that. <laughs> thank you yeah what's your ideal day Ju? for me yeah I think for me limiting the hours that I do that I work so having like I think for me four or five hours a day is like a beautiful amount um I love nature and I love being outdoors so for me being outdoors is like a key part of the work day um so I've just been I spent like a month in Spain recently and my ideal work day is I work until about lunchtime and then I go to the beach and that is the end of work but I just feel so much more invigorated and fresh when I do that. And weirdly, there's never any guilt when I do that. But then when I'm back in London, I get into these terrible habits. Maybe it's the energy of London. Maybe, okay. you know, I, I'm still very much, I'm not living a lockdown life in London anymore, but I've got those little habits that I had yeah. when I was locked down here, you know? Yeah. So I'm much more likely to wake up here have breakfast, sit down and get on with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that's one of those getting on with it. It's one of those deep stories that always oh run. Oh my God, me, yeah. You know? and it's I, want to, I want to interject this briefly, but this specific thing you're speaking to about having brought in these very interesting, subtle, but consistent coping mechanisms from these, mm -hmm. as, a, as a response to these last two years has been insanely impactful and in some ways damaging for so many of us I'm actually working on a course right now to like unravel this because I was like we, we, this needs to end like this is not okay we need to get back to our like fluid trusting joyful places and not be holding on with our talons yeah. onto these rituals and 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 practices as if they're going to save our lives like conceptually they're wonderful have rituals and 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 practices and all of that but when you're leaning on them for you to feel okay for you to be able to make it through the day instead of them supporting you and nourishing you and you're filling you up yeah yeah it's a big topic right now <laughs> yes and please get this course done <laughs> yes it's coming it's, it's gonna be happening in july <laughs> Oh, well. amazing yeah because I feel I can feel that energy it's like a manic clinging mm -hmm. onto yeah. energy I've yeah. got to do this because and it's like mm -hmm. oh god you know yeah. um to, and to survive yeah, almost yeah it's like a survival thing absolutely so but my ideal day would be that four or five days of creative fun work seeing clients I mean I created a course on the beach like a doubt like the downloads just came to me I was talking to a client yeah. And by the end of the day, it was all in my notes in my phone. Like, yeah. how amazing is that? And that mm -hmm. was purely like so effortless, but it comes from many, many, many years of like 
being the good girl at school, getting all the grades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. for me, it feels very unnatural because it's almost Mm -hmm. like, how can things be so effortless? But remember in her way, that was the key thing. I was like, it's supposed to be easy. If it's not easy, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that conditioning of like the no pain, no gain, you know, like it is so bloody deep and you catch Mm -hmm. yourself and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. so. Um, but it's a work in progress and at least there's awareness around it right so that's yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best thing we can hope for <laughs> oh, okay. yeah I guess my ideal day oh, I love days when I can just wake up by myself without an alarm and just kind of um like I like to see how the day unfolds so when I was writing my last novel oh god 65 (laughs) days which is pretty wild but the last two books have really taught me that I work best in the afternoon Mm -hmm. so for me the idea of kind of like waking up and sitting straight to work just feels like it's just too um it just feels really restrictive like I like to wake up do something it's not always yoga it's not sometimes it's a dance sometimes it's nothing walk my Mm -hmm. dog Mm -hmm. and kind of just catch up with a few small things and the work that I do in the morning then is like you know sitting down and I don't know replying to some emails or it's nothing creative it's nothing that really requires like brain power that's for me that's an afternoon thing that's an after lunch until about six o'clock so for me I'm I'm good with like four four hours of kind of focused work Mm. um and and for me I don't really mind when I see clients I haven't I haven't seemed to find like that you know I'm better in the morning or better in the afternoon or better in the evening I think for me it just matters that I've got that that little bit of that time to yourself that pocket yeah yeah because it it makes a difference when you Mm. you know you wake up straight away and you know okay I've got to do this this and this and like full transparency I have a part-time job and so on the days when I have to wake up like tomorrow and be at work for 8 30 it's like it feels like there is no space for creativity Mm -hmm. after that Mm -hmm. because I've woken up and I've gone into this kind of mind flow or whatever you want to call it of like okay now I'm going from A to B and it's that kind of hi ho hi ho if it's off to work I go mode instead of just like hmm actually what do I feel like doing today what is like what do I feel like I can choose from my list that's like serving me and how I'm yeah how I'm best expressing myself today um so for people who you know are kind of hybrid (laughs) like me or you know just in a and just a regular employed position like mm. I do think it's still important to understand like what the difference is on those days when you have a little bit more space for yourself like on the weekend mm. or you know on, on bank holidays and so on and then try and kind of you know because we all have passions we all have something that we like to do on the side um it doesn't have to be creative we don't have to make a business out of it but we yeah. all have something and it, I think it's so important to like see when you feel most called to pick up those crosswords or pick up the knitting needles or whatever it is that you do so yeah yeah this kind of like day day structure it feels like there's it feels like it's this kind of never-ending search for the holy grail or something you know it's like how do you structure your day but actually it comes down to like what works best for you exactly you have to wake up at four in the morning and do this and yeah 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 her way your way it's such a good <laughs> name for a course we apply everything to it <laughs> exactly um, one of the things that we have to touch on in my opinion is just you I don't think I've ever and I know I've said this to you before I don't think I've ever come across anybody who lives their life so unapologetically ruthlessly and I don't maybe ruthlessly is the wrong word because that sounds a bit negative but like you really walk your talk like Mm. seriously and this kind of life of following your intuition and Mm. and you know doing like what it is that you want to do and I find that really if I didn't like if I hadn't worked with you and I didn't like haven't had these conversations with you and I would just hear about it I would probably feel so intimidated because it's like 
how the hell do you do that really you know like how I would love to know from you I guess I'm also kind of wondering like has there have that have you faced struggles with this because it can seem I mean you I mean, we know that you have because you talk about it very openly but you know when you're like oh follow your intuition and all the rest of it it always sounds like this very positive thing that if you follow your intuition everything is going to work out 100 percent because it's your intuition mm. and and I know that for me I'm like yeah but like what about my job or my family or a relationship or whatever like how is it really to live a life that's from the outside can look so untethered because you're always following these intuition intuitive hits mm -hmm. and downloads mm -hmm. no matter what choice you make in life you're always going to compromise something mm. <laughs> and <laughs> I love and, the real talk and she's just like this is how it is <laughs> that, that's how I am um living my life the way that I have chosen to and perhaps you know it was less of a choice and more of a it was more I felt like it was forced upon me <laughs> um I had a really incredible powerful peak experience and spiritual awakening in my early 20s mm. and when I stopped and what happened when I had that experience was that I completely let go of trying to control anything at all ever mm. and I noticed that when I did so I lived my life lived it was like being I was like I'm trying to find the words because it's hard to describe mm. but it's like my life is being lived through me instead of me trying to live my life mm. so my life is guiding and leading me instead of my brain or my mind or my social conditioning trying to lead and guide me forward and when I experienced that it was such a blissful and wholesome and like coming home to myself experience. I just devoted myself to that. I was like, that's it. That's my, that's my karma. That's my life path. This is how I'm going to live for the rest of my life. No matter what, regardless, because you know what? You're born alone. You die alone. This is your one life. This is the one time I'm going to be Vienna. I want to live the fullest expression of what being the ender is in this life mm -hmm. and the only way I can do that is by letting my life lead me but it does come with compromise like it comes with compromise of um disappointing people mm -hmm. or not fitting into the boxes that people like to create that makes them feel safe it means that on some level I feel separate to normal society I feel apart from a large group of people mm. however I also feel like I'm far more connected than that group of people to something much larger and more important and the quality of my relationships is so fucking high that it's worth it <laughs> because like I don't have the time the energy the capacity to handle or like even deal with people who are not in that space with me so yeah it was like less of a choice it was something that happened to me and then the choice was the devotion to it like yes I'm gonna do this also because when I don't I get punished <laughs> <laughs> really badly like every time I try and like do this thing like a few years ago I was dating this really lovely Canadian man and we we're traveling together and then we moved to Canada together and literally as soon as I moved to Canada and then he was like, let's buy a house and still have a baby and blah, blah, blah. My entire body was like, fuck you, you're going to die now. And I had to leave. Like literally, like my whole body just started imploding, mm -hmm. like falling apart. And it was and it was because my brain was like, everything's fine. This relationship is fine. Like all of this is lovely. He's a really sweet person. There's no reason. There's no logical reason why this shouldn't be OK. But my entire body was like, this is not my not your path. And if you don't leave now, you are going to die. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> so I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I guess it's like that that connection that I have within myself is so strong I don't even I don't even get to choose otherwise (laughs) gosh that's such a like strong inner core of trust because it can be so easy to compromise or over okay there's always compromise but it can be so easy to over compromise or to compromise on things that um, or maybe compromise on the wrong are, things right exactly yeah. you're compromising on things that are actually non-negotiables or very mm. important to you um mm. so yeah I just am always in awe of like how you do that I'm like wow <laughs> if I could do that one day I would not recognize myself it's um <laughs> it's such a, an amazing thing to witness mm. Thank yeah. you. It's nice to be witnessed in it. Yeah. And sometimes I forget that it's not normal when people talk. I wanted a date the other day and this guy was like, you do what? You live how? And I was like, what planet are you from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I love that. I love that. So I think we're sort of coming down, coming now to the the close of our chat. I mean, we could talk forever, but, you know, I think, and we would love to have you back maybe at some point. Yes, Um, I'd love that. (laughs) Let's talk about other things. (laughs) We've barely scratched the surface. We really have, um, you know, but I think as an introductory talk, I think, Mm. uh, you know, just to welcome you to this space. And obviously we are so deeply grateful to you for connecting us. Mm. Um, But I suppose I would just like to circle back to the very beginning when we were talking, oh, there he is. It's that Danger, isn't it? He's like, <laughs> hello, welcome. <laughs> um, for those of you listening, uh, Yenda's cat has appeared on the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose I would kind of like to just circle back to when we were talking about our cycle day check-ins and that energy, and curious to know how how much that weaves into your your life um because mm. i know you do days of the week i love your take on the energies of the days of the week i love all the work you do with the moon and you know so curious to know for you in terms of actual menstrual cycle practices how mm. do they feature in your day-to-day mm. i mean i'm very very connected to my cycle mm. in that i can f- I can feel as I move through the seasons, like I always feel like there's this one day that I can feel that switch that mm. I move into. Um, and I'm just aware of it. So I like, mm. I know that, for example, the, the probably four days before my bleed, I turn into a hermit and I don't want to talk to anyone or see anyone or do anything. But like my, I love bleeding. I love it. Like it's my, one of my favorite things. Mm. So my actual bleed is great. The day, the few days before that are, are very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm fortunate enough because of the lifestyle I've chosen to create for myself that for me, what I, the way that I experienced the bleed is like this beautiful, very, very mystical liminal space where you can access parts of yourself in the universe that you can't otherwise Mm. I used to experiment a lot with psychedelics Mm. and I would actually compare that that period of time with like a light magic mushroom experience because you can literally like it's almost like you're in in an alternate dimension where you're connecting to the world around you and and spirit in a really different way but I can only access that if I've had enough rest and space and time to myself otherwise I can't access that place Mm -hmm. so I find that really really beautiful and I definitely like I follow I definitely pay attention to the way that my energy levels and hormone levels change throughout the month Mm -hmm. um and I I plan loosely around that but like you know I love human design and I love astrology and I love cycle check-ins and and menstrual health awareness and I love the moon phases and and the planetary impacts of the world I love all of that and I think it gives us a really beautiful insight and language to understand ourselves but for me I always come back to just individual moment to moment knowing Mm. where are you at in yourself how do you feel regardless of where mercury is or your bleed or whatever else like where are you and how can you honor that right here and right now yeah oh that's like 
it's like the perfect this is I don't want to say it's the perfect thing to end this talk on because I don't want this talk to end but if you were to like hermetically seal it in a bag um you know and give it to someone that's like such a great piece of advice to to give um and something that I think we don't really do all that often it's such a practice in coming back yeah no I love that because I even feel sometimes when you're working with a cycle some of my clients get a bit disappointed because they're like oh you know this is actually like we were saying earlier I'm in ovulatory phase but I'm actually feeling really anxious and really upset and Mm -hmm. it goes back to how do you feel now you and what can you do for yourself and shut out all the noise I mean we obviously adore menstrual cycle awareness but it's it's a it's it's a framework and then it's about just making it yours and understanding the nuances for you you know um so yeah I I think think it's a stepping stone into the world of understanding yourself deeper kind of like the way that I see meditation as a stepping stone into living in a presence with Mm. the world Mm menstrual cycle awareness is a stepping stone into understanding who you are and how you change throughout the days and the weeks and the months and then allowing it to filter through into an even more subtle and nuanced place that you can have a relationship to and respond to every single moment yes (laughs) so what have you got coming up for people who um you know like gosh she sounds really cool and I want to kind of learn to live how she does and I want her insights <laughs> how can people and do it I've done it that was like the best use of lockdown money government <laughs> money that I can ever have <laughs> I thought it's either get a new laptop no <laughs> so what have you got happening how can people work with you how can they yeah get your um I think a really good study point is my two free courses. One is called On Purpose. So that's for people who are looking for or trying to figure out what their purpose is in life. It's really fast, really fun. I think it's five three-minute videos with some exercises. Um, and then I also have another free course called Pause and Pivot, which is really kind of about what we've been speaking to here around figuring out what your values are and who you are in the world and how you want to live in relationship with life and the environment that you're in and, and making these decisions from this from an integral internal space rather than having the world tell you how to do it so that's a really good starting point those are two free courses then I have a few evergreen that means like courses you can take anytime um, I do have private mentoring spots open up from time to time I have live trainings, one happening called Renew in July and then Her Way in September and then Affluent, which is about money management and manifestation for women in November. (laughs) And then next year, I'm running the second version of the mentor training program, which is very fun. (laughs) <laughs> lots and lots of ways to work with you and by the way affluent was one of my favorite courses still Thank very you. impactful like a few years down the line so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna run it live this time oh. so with all the content but then live calls as well so I'm really excited yeah. yeah and where's the best place people can find you where do you hang out the most the very very best like my absolute favorite is definitely my newsletter so if you go to my website and you sign up for my newsletter my website is viandamaria.com and then second favorite place is instagram so i'm i'm developing a new relationship with instagram at the moment it's like we've decided to instead of being like codependent lovers yeah. we've taken a little bit of a break and we're, we're doing a more casual thing lately <laughs> you're not the only one no <laughs> i think uh, lots of people are discovering the the benefits of casual dating (laughs) (laughs) oh do you have anything else julietta otherwise i would gonna ask a super random question no i I mean i really really recommend everyone to sign up to yenda's newsletter like it's 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 the best i love it when i see you you are one of the few people that i would actually click open and read so you know yeah so much love in that and just Mm -hmm. yeah it's actually my favorite thing and the other day I was like what if my job was just to write newsletters that would be cool yeah (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> like blogging, right? Essentially, yeah, kind of yeah. That is their job. So I'm, I'm the same. I, I very few um, that I actually click on. And sometimes I have like a bit of a backlog from you because I'm always like, I want to, I think it was Juliette who said in the beginning, she's like, you know, you want to sit with like a cup of coffee and like read it. So I usually leave it like, okay, I'm going to come to that one. And then I've got <laughs> like a Vienda, um, like a big Vienda gift in my inbox. <laughs> Yeah, maybe um, we should turn it into a magazine. Yes. See, <laughs> see what happens? All this creativity just coming from nowhere. Um, before we go, I would love to know, what's your favourite thing to eat or drink? I think, I, I suspect I have a guess, but I would love to hear from you. What's your favourite food or drink? As you've gathered by now, I, like that changes all the time. <laughs> At the moment, watermelon. I'm really obsessed with watermelon. Mm. I've also started taking, I don't know, are they called New Earth? I don't know. There's like this natural soda company from the UK and they have them here, like Earth something. And they do these cranberry ones. And I like doing sparkling water with the cranberry mixed half and half. And they're so delicious. I like, I like weird drinks. Like there's, if there's one thing, I always have a lot of weird drinks. Like I have kombucha and cranberry juice and lots of sparkling waters and matcha and hot chocolate. Like I just love drinks. Drinks are fun. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, thank you so much. It's been just amazing. Thank you for being our very first guest. Thank you for bringing Julieta and I together. Like just... Yeah. Thank so you. much appreciation for you honestly mm, it's such and, an honor um, such yeah, an honor cannot wait to see like what comes out of this current phase that you're in so thank yes. you for yeah. being so open with us really appreciate yeah. it so thank you so so much really deeply from the bottom of our hearts and our wombs it's been so mm. lovely to talk to you today thank you We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.